My name is Johnny, and I have never seen Scrooged. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine. I'll watch it, uh, where we take a look at a movie that some people would seem to say uh, that is a classic or something that you need to have seen. It's got to be on your your watch list. You need to have it uh, in your in your memory banks to recall or quote or whatever it is. Um, once again, my name is Adam. I'm Bridget, uh, and we are joined, as you heard at the top, by uh, by Johnny. Welcome, Johnny. How we doing, guys? Um, so last week we did a Thanksgiving movie. Yep. We are now here in what is officially Christmas season, um, but we are here. We're getting the Christmas season kicked off uh, in earnest with a uh, Bill Murray joint. Yeah. So I've seen quite a bit of Bill Murray movies, um, and I don't would maybe consider this to be a holiday movie that like it's oh man you haven't seen Scrooge before, but it turns out it's on a lot of top ten holiday movies christmas movies and uh i just don't think it's gotten the same play as you know christmas story home alone some of these other ones on tv so i just don't i maybe just the exposure wasn't enough for me to mm-hmm. kind of sit down and start watching it i mean i probably would have again i'm a big bill murray fan um you know ghostbusters obviously is, well not obviously but is one of my favorite comedies um yeah, so in looking up a little bit of details, it's, it's good that you mentioned Ghostbusters. Obviously, this was around the same time. This was actually his first movie post-Ghostbusters because after Ghostbusters 1, he took a hiatus from acting because he was just like Ghostbusters. Was, oh, I didn't know that. was a lot. Uh, and so he took a few years off, and this is actually his first movie back. Interesting. Um, so it's interesting that you mentioned Ghostbusters there. Yeah, this is um, – I mean, Bridget, is this something that – do you hold this movie in high regard in terms of Christmasiness? Because both you and I have seen this. Yeah. I uh... – no, I like it's not because like it just it had no sort of staying power mm-hmm. in some ways. Like I feel like for people who are like our parents' age, maybe who like maybe like it was like a hit when they were alive. I I was a couple years away at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I know like my father enjoys this movie like. One of my aunts loves it. Like, it's her, like, pinnacle. Like, this is the greatest Christmas movie ever. Interesting. Um, and hopefully this isn't too much of spoilers, but, like, it's it's in the description. Like, there's so many Christmas Carol, like, adaptations, like Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. but, you know, with um, dogs, Christmas Carol, but Muppets, Christmas Carol, but it's modern day. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't. The only one that has any staying power is Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, for that me. is that's the definitive. That is my like go-to must-watch every Christmas Same. Christmas movie. Same. Um, so I think eventually we do need to find someone that's never seen that <laughs> just to watch um, it. Yeah, uh, like I need an excuse to watch it. But um, but yeah, no, this was definitely not in that wheelhouse for me either. Like I think I only saw this maybe last year, if not you know, two, three years ago um, for the very first time, just because there are, you, you you know, there's, there's Mickey, there's all dogs go to heaven, the Christmas Carol, there's the Muppets, there's, you know. There's an all dogs go to heaven, a Christmas Carol? I think so. I know there's an all dogs go to heaven Christmas movie. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I made that up. Huh. Um, and I thought maybe it was a Christmas Carol, but that's also not one that I think I've ever seen. So that's fine. I'll, I'll, a side note: I'm a big Don Bluth fan. The the, the animator for yeah. you know Lamb for Time, uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the other one that everyone likes? Uh, the Secret the of Nim. Secret of Nim. Nim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're getting off track. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Long story short, for me, I'm very aware of the Christmas Carol story. Uh, you know. Everyone has heard the cat, the catchphrase, the catchphrase, uh, you know, bah humbug. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the extent of my familiar with the story. Yeah. Um, do you know anything beyond it's a Christmas Carol? Which I mean is ninety percent of the story. To be fair. Right. Um, right. Like, do you know anything like about the spin they're putting on it or anything like that? No. I mean, again, I, I again, I've watched uh, enough Bill Murray to know that he's very. Um, I can't even think of the right word, but it's like almost kind of a perfect role for him. You know what I mean? He can play a lot to the, like that snarkiness that he's very uh, popular for being. Um, yeah, he, he has no trouble being an asshole. No, he's no problem. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a, it's a good way to put it. Um, no, I, I, I can't even think of like any like iconic scenes where, you know, I've seen like, you know, compilations online of, you know, the best or funniest scenes ever or anything. It's, there's nothing that's ever really popped up for me to have any sort of like exposure 
Um, so I really don't. I, I'm going in pl- completely fresh. I didn't watch the trailer before this. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even look to see how it was critically received. Um, so, and again, I'd like even afterwards to see where it kind of sits with everyone as far as their favorite Bill Murray movies. I doubt it's. I don't think anyone thinks this, maybe this is their favorite Bill Murray movie. I'm going to say that right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, if this is your favorite Bill Murray movie, definitely let us know, but I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Someone um, comes out of the woodwork. How dare you? Right, right. Well, I want to meet that person. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, kind of just going in fresh. Um, so, I don't know. Wait, how, how, did you guys like the movie? Do you like the movie? Is that something oh, yeah, that maybe... no, I definitely, okay. I definitely enjoy the movie. Uh, again, it's, it's, a, it's a Christmas carol. Like, it's... It is what it is. Right. You know, the you know pretty much everything going in the very first time that you see it, as long as you've seen some other version or read some version right. of a Christmas Carol. But the beats in it are good, okay. and the characterizations are good. There's a lot of there's a lot of people you're going to recognize in this movie. Oh, interesting. Okay, I didn't even think about that part. Um, so, like from that standpoint of it, it's not necessarily. Uh, like a holiday special, so to speak, where it's like, look, Steve Martin's here. Like, it's not something like that. Um, I don't actually know if he's in this in a cameo or anything like that. Um, that was just a random example, given what we watched last week. Um, but I don't, I don't, it's not one of those like, hey, welcome to the, you know, thing, random celebrity. Right. You're on this adventure now, too. Uh, everyone is still playing like a character. So it's Is not... the talent behind the camera kind of known or well known? I didn't even look at that front, like who directed it, who kind of is behind it. Yes. Um, Richard Donner directed it. Yep. Oh, okay, interesting. And wrote it. And uh, no, he didn't write it, um, but like Bill Murray helped with the like finishing touches on the script. Um, That was part of why he signed on was that they would let he wouldn't sign on to the movie until they let him kind of work with the writers and tweak the script a little bit. Um, And there's some you know contention behind the scenes, and we can talk about that. Oh, okay, interesting. Okay, uh, if any of that like kind of comes through at all, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, so there's there's pedigree in front and behind the camera. Uh, obviously, Richard Donner, known for uh, Goonies. Yeah, Goonies, Superman. Superman. Um, parts of Superman, too, but not the whole thing, unless you watch his specific cut of it. <laughs> right. Um, you know, various other things. Uh, so, yeah, no, pedigree uh, in front and behind the camera. So, yeah, I don't know why, and we can maybe kind of touch on this in the after part, too, so kind of think about this as we're going through and watching, about why this isn't thought of necessarily as one of those staple, you know, Christmas story, It's a Wonderful Life, you know, Muppet right. type, you know, uh, things I, where, like, it's still on TV, but... Yeah, I have a theory, and it's not the movie's fault. Okay. Yeah, so hold on to that, because we'll, de- we'll definitely get into that in the, after, in the aftermath when we talk about kind of the, the cultural impact of it. Um, but I definitely think this is one of those where, like, it, it should be seen, like... You know, you de- you definitely want to be able. I know that there's a million of them, but you probably right. should see most of the Christmas Carol adaptations because they they all kind of bring their own you know panache to it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think they, I'm kind of just looking at the screen right now? It says that it's PG-13. I didn't mm-hmm. realize what it, I didn't even think what it maybe would be rated. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think this sits more in line with an adult movie than it does for kids? I mean, is that maybe why I kind of it was an illusion for me that I never really saw it growing up? That it was kind of there's stuff maybe geared towards adult content wise. It's possible, okay. Um, and, yeah. it, and that's I think something that we can talk about more when it wraps up, given some of the, you know, like because you said you don't even know what like the critics think of thought of it at the time, right? Yeah, I think that and part of that will play into it. I think um, so. We can definitely you know touch on that at the end of it, but just kind of keep that in the back of your mind as you're as you're watching it. Okay. Like, okay, why isn't this thought of? Even though it is like it is a classic and it's still on TV every year, but it's not held in that high regard with like in the pantheon of Elf of Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's not thought of as right, an elf. Right. There's no you know the characters from this aren't strolling down the street at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, getting you amped and ready for Christmas. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, it's definitely you know a different kind of to take on it, but you know it's a classic story, so there's not really a lot to kind of get into, and, and you kind of touched on it already. Why you haven't seen it? Um, already, despite being a big Bill Murray fan, I mean, going in, this could change your mind. Obviously, what is your number one before we start this Bill Murray movie? If you have one ready, and- yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna have to go with Ghostbusters. I think that's the okay. strongest role. I mean, yeah. people who say like Caddyshack, like I think they're kind of like they maybe just like Caddyshack as a whole movie, and because I mean, his character in that is he great. is, but I mean, he's more of kind of playing. He's more like a silent movie character in that. I mean, he barely yeah. has any lines. He's kind of just. I have a confession to make. Uh, oh boy. 
Sorry. I've never seen Caddyshack. Okay. We can return to that at a Yeah, we'll save, we'll save that confession when uh, when golf season comes around oh, next okay. year. We'll, we'll make sure to sit, sit you down and watch Caddyshack. Um, so, no, I guess we can't talk more about why you may or may not think his character is great in that. <laughs> but, right, right. We can right. go on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's skip but, over that Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Ghostbusters is probably that for me as well. Do you have a favorite? Um, It's either Groundhog Day or Life Aquatic. Mm. Okay. Like, yeah, two okay. very different ends of the right. spectrum. Yeah, um, but it, I think I lean a little bit more towards Life Aquatic because yeah. I feel like Steve Zissou a lot of the time. <laughs> that movie was forever ruined for me by going to college at the time it came out. Oh, I'm the, so sorry. And like, not just college, but like art school as well, where it was like, oh, no. every time I walked into a dorm room, like, like that was on. That, it was the, on. Oh, Because it was just like, it was just everyone was going and through that period. And then someone was period. like, people don't get it. Yeah, and it was everyone was that for Halloween one year. It just it was oh, forever just tarnished because it was on nonstop. Right. Yep. Um, no matter it did like new person like new person I never met, old person I knew already. Every time I walked into a dorm room, it was on. Either someone was on the like the friend that I knew's roommate was on the bed watching it, or it was on the TV in the common room or whatever. Um, so that one, and that's that one funny does you not me- rank high for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's funny you mentioned that because and we can talk about it afterwards. But there's definitely has been like a huge like renaissance with Bill Murray over like, the last maybe like decade of being yeah. turned into memes, T-shirts. There's like this whole the spray slew of exactly that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah like the ex- exactly. Um, so we can get into that afterwards, but I'm not. Like that crazy person who changed my profile pic to like Bill Murray for like mm. a few months, you know? Yeah. I definitely agree with you on, on Ghostbusters is probably my number one, but Meatballs has a soft spot in my heart <laughs> in the Bill Murray pantheon right. just because it's, it's fun. Um, okay, cool. So I think it's probably about time, unless does anybody else have any questions for Johnny or anything they want to touch on before we get started and start enjoying the Christmas season? No. I think I'm... We're ready. Cool. I am excited. So, it's your it's your line now. Uh, my name's Johnny, and I'm about to watch Scrooged. Just say the title of the show. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This is your first time. You're in the hot seat. Yeah. yeah. Fine. I'll see it. Okay, you'll watch it. It's cool. Or I'll watch it. Yes. <laughs> We're three episodes in. I still don't know what the damn show is called. All right, we are back, uh, and. We have a new Scrooge view, Scrooged viewer among us. Yeah, that's me, jo- Johnny. Uh, I uh, I just watched Scrooged for the very first time. Very first time. Okay, and uh, you know, now that we've seen the movie, we come back here. We're going to talk about it for a little bit. But Johnny, first first reactions, gut instinct. What what do you got? What do you think of Scrooged? Is this a <laughs> Merry Christmas or a bomb on bug for you? Kind of in the middle. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mixed bag for me. Um. Yeah, I think it's it's just tonally, it's kind of like all over all over the place, all over the place. Yeah. Um, it definitely plays to Bill Murray's uh, talents. Yes. Um, being an asshole. Um, I think did a little too much. Maybe hammed it up a little too much. The asshole part. Again, I think it's part of the whole being Scrooge, being like the complete opposite, and then being the nice guy at the end. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple examples though where like it's. That's going a bit too far in the you're a dick category, like uh, stapling antlers to a, <laughs> to a mouse, or wanting to, at the very least, he didn't actually do it. Well, my problem is, Miss Little Fella, oh. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. We've tried crazy glue, but it don't work. <laughs> crazy glue? Staples. Don't you dare. If you staple that little mouse, I'll call the Humane Society. I'm not kidding. I wouldn't do anything in the world to hurt this little fella. Hey. You right, know, stuff, it's stuff like that where I'm just like, that's a that's a bridge too far in terms of like dickish behavior. Right, right, and um, I think just they played they they played a lot with what sort of they can get away with. I think because mm-hmm. I think kind of coming back to maybe why I didn't see this movie again. I don't think maybe my parents weren't crazy about it, but I think maybe as a kid, it's not a kids movie. It's not. It's not at all. Like after watching it is, um. I mean, there's like there's violence in it. There's all this nudity for a little, like yeah. the, or half half nudity, yeah. half, yeah. half nips. <laughs> Charles um, Dickens would have wanted to see right. That. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, definitely like some scary type of stuff. I mean, for at sure. least yeah, I think more so the the movie deals with like uniquely adult anxieties, like hangups about your parents, like hangups about work. Like there's not something to like 
keep you compelled, like, if you're, like, ten and under. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing relatable. Like, there's nothing to, like, hold on to. Where right. you're like, yeah. ah, yes, I, too, love Tab. Like, there's... <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Tab. R.I.P. Yeah. Tab. Speaking yeah. of, you would put, like, half a teaspoon of that stuff yeah. in, and then, like, four fingers of vodka. Well, there's so much sugar in there, you know? You just right, gotta, you right. gotta take it easy on the on the sugary drinks. <laughs> just go right for the vodka. It's totally fine. Um, but yeah, no, tonally it is all over the place, and I think that's probably what what does keep it from... And I mean, we'll get to, you know, more of it. Right, right. Outside of the just initial reactions to it. But you're right, it's... Like, I, you know, at the end when it's the the Ghost of Christmas Future and he's got, like, the... I don't even... What do you call those things that were, like, inside the rope? Like, they weren't people. They weren't, like, heads. Uh, I couldn't peg it either, but when it first happened, I'm like, in the elevator, I yeah. was like, I probably would have pissed myself yeah. as a kid just seeing just that alone. <laughs> the, the holiday event horizon, like, yeah. ugh. Ugh. I do love, though, when they have all have little, like, Christmas gifts and ornaments, though. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the gag of, like, opening it, and it's like, Aah! and yeah. then, like, closing it, and then opening it back again. Like, yeah. I don't do know I, why. I that trope that does thing? it for me every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you know it's coming, and it still gets you, and then you know it's coming a second time, and it's still just as good. Right. Yeah. Um, so, no, they, they, they nail it that part. Um, but, yeah, like, there's a lot in here where it's, like, the, the cab driver goes to Christmas Pass. It's pretty scary. Um, and I mean, right. there's definitely some scariness within the story. Yeah, it, 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 it kind of fits in like the it. Beetlejuice column, I think, as far as scary. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, it's not really, you know, a movie you'd race to show your kids. You know, yeah. you want them to be a little bit older or whatever. Fun yeah. fact that I saw when I was looking up this, this also lost the Academy Award to Beetlejuice for like costume and makeup and, effects. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it came out in the same year. So that's funny that you pointed that out, the similarities, because you're right. Mm-hmm. It does very much have that Beetlejuice but even Beetlejuice is more for kids than, than this is. Like, this is... Yeah, there's at least, like, a kid character that you can yeah, like, right. project yeah. onto. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, I got, like, the vibe, like, I was watching, like, almost like a Tim Burton movie. I mean, maybe yeah. going back to Beetlejuice or whatever, but yeah. it just, I get, like, that sort of no, vibe. No, it's got, like, Batman vibes of, like, the dark, like, Gotham. Right, right. And I did catch Batman right at the scene. end, because I, I heard, like, some cues, like, some Batman type of Dan- Danny yeah. Elfman cues, and yeah. he did score this movie, so I was like, yeah. all right. Um, but no, you're right. It does like you know, it's got dingy New York streets, which obviously is a very Gotham City esque feel. The fact that it takes place at Christmas time puts it right in the frame of like a Batman Returns, which is snow covered mm-hmm. and right. and everything. So it does very much have that like Tim Burton esque '80s feel. To yeah, it. and you didn't sort of have to wait for that either. I mean, you have like Santa's elves running around with shock, yeah. like setting out of guns, and, and yeah, and technically, uh, Burton's Batman comes the year after after this after this, after this so, yeah. So it's a lot of Scrooge's or Scrooge's style. Exactly. He probably saw that and was like, you know what? That's what I want for my Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, he has that Bruce Wayne quality of just like being a dick, you know, to hide his truth. Of course. Yeah. Underneath. Um, But you touched on it there uh, a second ago. And I know we were talking about the ending and the thing as a whole. But what did you think of the beginning? Because the beginning is not at all anything that you would have expected. I told you you're going to break those toys. Is that the Ewok? <laughs> 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 guy comes in with machine guns to santa's workshop yeah that absolutely was like maybe not the highlight of the movie but it's up there like it just grabbed you right away and i'm like oh my god we have to add it to the list of like media we wish it was real like, oh yeah along with canadian mounted yeah, right exactly. why doesn't why isn't this a property i knew like right away the producers of this movie were gonna sort of like push boundaries a little bit and yeah. take liberties with the story of course um, I think one of my favorite parts was uh, Bobcats. Uh, what was the guy's name in the movie? Oh, he's uh, the guy he fired milk. right at the beginning. Yeah, Louder Milk is the last thing. I don't remember. Yeah, the running name. gag of him just like being like trying to get going worse and worse off. Yeah, yeah. just drinking yeah. and um, I think for me that was maybe one of the, the the highlights of the movie. I do really enjoy him singing Christmas carols with the shotgun at the end. <laughs> right, and that um, poor woman who got injured like a million times in the movie. Yeah. That was great. 
<laughs> her part was great, though, where she's just with the, you know, the Charles Dickens would want to see her nipples. <laughs> <laughs> These guys can't see it, and they're staring intently. Right, right. I'm sorry, Mr. Cross. I am the censor, and I will not allow this costume on the air. Why not? Well, specifically, you can see her nipples. I want to see her nipples. But this is a Christmas show. Oh well, Charles Dickens would have wanted to see her nipples then. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> see them nipples. See, and these guys are really looking. Yeah, I think part of the... the uh, For me, at least, and I have this problem with movies sometimes where I like enjoy the front half more than like the wrap-up. Yeah. You know, I could watch many hours of, you know bill murray like requesting like stapled antlers and like, <laughs> areolas like like that like sort of just like i could watch a whole movie that's like the front end of jaws like mayhem at the beach yeah. like that's more enjoyable and you know the movie loses some of its steam like yeah it definitely is the, a... the, you know you start to learn the lesson yeah yeah I, I like i caught myself a couple of times looking during the you know ghost of christmas present type stuff and being like how much left do we have? Yeah, here? I don't know how, how long does... was it. A hundred minutes. Yeah, I mean, it, it ran a tick longer than it needed to. It was basically well, like start to finish the movie itself, not counting credits and everything, is like ninety minutes. Right. Like I looked at the you know the timeline of us recording, and it was basically, sure, sure. You know, an hour thirty-five. Yeah, I think even just the fact that it was totally all over the place, and there were sort of like like hills and valleys where like laughs. There were sometimes where I wasn't like laughing or engaged for like minutes at a time, and yeah. then he got like. Went right back to sort of like the zaniest yeah. and some of the things that I liked about it. But that's the thing too is that like it's 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 crazy to think because the movie when it's funny is really really, really funny. oh right yeah. Oh, he's talking about the clam. Like we don't know yet. Like just the <laughs> delivery. What did happen last night? Claire, it was something that I ate. It was probably a bad clam or something. We don't know yet. <laughs> happens again <laughs> give me a call and it feels like as some of it like i i got the sense like that scene in particular like like was like i had the question of like was murray cramped like because you that felt very organic and natural and then you mean from like some improv of, yeah so, and yeah. some of the rest of the characterization did not feel feel that way so that's kind of like where getting to some of the negatives with me is that i kind of associate bill murray with being like off the cuff impromptu like a lot of the stuff that in ghostbusters and caddyshack is like they just let the cameras go and kind of just let him yeah be the talented guy he is here it's kind of more scripted it's more contained um it definitely doesn't feel as organic and off the cuff right. as you it, it, expect. Yeah, and a lot of the laughs that I think the movie delivers are from like the shock kind of gags and not so much like the zippy one-liners or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it definitely could have been punchier. Uh, and I'm sure some of the the more punchier parts are the parts where Murray came in and spiced things up a little bit when he helped, you know. Right, you know, right. and I, I don't know if that's attributed like to Richard that. Donner. Again, I don't really associate him, at least me personally, with being a comedic writer you know what i mean i it's no i mean I, the goonies definitely... the, I, the goonies has its parts but i think for the most part i i think you know you go back to uh like harold ramus and some of those guys yeah yeah he's definitely not on the same caliber no of, of course other writers or directors that murray has worked with uh you know in the past or future of this movie sure um so it, it definitely feels that way and i think that's probably you know you're worse off seeing it now given that you know so well the other bodies of work that he has yes um, that it does fall a little flat, and it does, and it does drag. It a does, bit yeah. In the middle, you know, three, you know, to three. No, right. Especially movie. since you know that we're gonna have to go through three ghosts, and like yeah. we're still with the first ghost, mm-hmm. and we're like an hour and change in, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh mm-hmm. boy. Uh, so, what did you think of the the ghost characterizations? Obviously, you've seen other Christmas carols that deal with the yeah. You know, I was in the future. What did you think of these three? You know, what it's funny that you mentioned that because I even the other iterations of that story are not things that like I'm overtly like familiar with. Like, I am familiar with the three ghosts. I am yeah. I am familiar with the fact that Scrooge, whatever the guy, goes from being like this complete miserable asshole mm-hmm. to like most charitable nice guy. So I get the the core parts of the story. Um, so, but I can't really relate it to other iterations. I mean, again, I've seen them up as one. I've seen some of the other ones. Yeah. It's been years, but 
Um, again, I, I'm more in line with some of the more popular ones, you know, um, like Rudolph and like all these other <laughs> ones. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it stuck to those core things. But again, it played a lot and it, it took a lot of liberties with the story. And again, I think it, it could have served better with being chopped like 10 or 15 minutes off and make mm-hmm. it a little more tighter. Again, like I said, it just took forever to get that to the second ghost. You know what I mean? Second ghost was a struggle. Oh, she is just... <laughs> like, I, like... I, mean, I felt bad for thinking it. And I'm like, this is the second episode in a row where I'm like, oh, this woman. <laughs> but like, I know, yeah. I couldn't wait for her to leave. I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, she comes in with a bang, just kicks him right in the dick. Yeah, right away... Uh, why did you do that? Sometimes you have to slap them in the face just to get their attention. Fine. Slap me in the face. But you kicked me in the ball. It's time to begin your journey. Now, close your eyes. The super high voice. Also, yeah. just... Do people in modern movies, do people still get kicked in the dick? As oh. frequently as they did in movies. <laughs> That's a good Movies question. Of our childhood. I don't know. I'm sure there's know. some YouTube supercut of all the times a character's got oh, I'm sure there is. kicked in the dick. You know, but I'd like to see, you know, like a a, a graph. Yeah. Like a, a nice line. It just graph it's it's such a crutch. I mean, at this dick. point it's such a crutch for a joke that like it's Yeah. It was yeah. funny during like the naked gun and hot shots yeah. era of movies and stuff like that, but um here, I mean, I I mean it's he, here it's fine. It's just because yeah. whatever. It's, well, it's, I think yeah. it's cuz it's unexpected cuz you don't expect a crotch shot. In a Dickens Christmas Carol, right, and especially when that woman was like doing the, the photocopying of her of her ass or whatever, handing out the pictures. Oh yeah, I forgot about that scene. Oh yeah, the, that's just like another like, hey, how what how can we put in like some nudity or like some like risque shit into this movie? Oh, they're yeah. towing the line in the PG thirteen. Oh, know? absolutely. Even the middle finger he gives when he gets into the cab is like kind of obscured, obscured by the yeah. like fog on the cab. Window. Right, right. Um, so they're definitely you know. There's a lot of thongs on the dancers. We don't see the nipple that they see, yeah, or don't see. We don't know, um, so we can't judge for ourselves. Yeah. But they're definitely, you know, toeing the line, uh, <laughs> especially with the photocopying of the butt and just handing it out like that's your Christmas country. I know, yeah. <laughs> I think it was more or less a crotch shot than it really was like an ass shot. I don't know, yeah. like but um, and we would rewind it, but yeah, it's AMC no, yeah, yeah, it's done, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. We 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 used a free trial last week to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles that uh, we were able to use the same free trial for this week, but that it expired, you know, twenty minutes into the movie. Yeah. Uh, So we started just in time, and we cannot go back. So when they free. So Johnny, five minutes ago, I got an email that said that my subscription to Amc Plus just ended. Oh, who's that? Oh no! 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 Oh um, I just can't recommend highly enough. <laughs> so you guys, what you've seen it within the past couple years? This movie, I mean, Adam, even more recently, and Bridget's been. It's it's been more than ten years. Oh me. wow! Okay. Yeah. Um, now, like, do you have like what before we even watched this tonight? What were some like memories or like shots that stuck out that you're like, okay, I'm just anticipating this, or things that you were surprised by that you forgot about? I forgot about the opening. I think. Oh, the, with the the machine yeah, guns and everything. Yeah, just like well, like not even just the. Like, the machine gun Lee Majors cameo, which, like, I got to admit, I was completely wrong when I said there's no celebrities where they just show up. Yeah. And they're like, hey, celebrity name. And that's the, literally the first thing in the movie right. is, hey, Lee Majors, come in and help save Santa Claus. <laughs> it's Lee Majors. <laughs> Never mind, I was wrong. There are cameos where they go, hey, welcome. <laughs> Actual celebrity's name. But this is one Santa that's going out the front door. Don't matter a hill of beans what happens to me. The world couldn't afford it if anything happened to you. Now you stay put. Uh, no, that that part like I I had forgotten all like the ad promos at the beginning, which were hilarious. It's great. Yeah, and then his version of the Scrooge promo, where oh, it's just like so good. You know terrorism. Oh right, and murder <laughs> and fire. Freeway killers. <laughs> Freeway killers. Now, if I were in charge. 
Perhaps I can help you. Here's the kind of thing I would have done. Grace, cue it up. It's funny that you mentioned Scrooge because I don't believe I even heard the words A Christmas Carol in the entire movie. They uh, don't even like... No, they say the Charles Dickens classic Scrooge a bunch. But, but it's not known as Scrooge, though. No, it's, it's, known no, it's as Charles a, Dickens A Christmas Carol. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't think they actually say A Christmas Carol yeah. in the movie. That's a good point. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's a rights issue or you'd think it'd be in the public domain I or whatever. I but... so. I'm sure in the credits, well, we can't look at it now, but that's not a problem. No. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, because the, they do, in all the TV promos, they do re- refer to it as Scrooge. Yeah, never and, as a Christmas Carol, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I wonder what the reasoning was behind that. Probably have to look that up. So if Bridget comes across it, yeah. um, she'll let us know. But like for you, Adam, like is this, again, like the fact that we kind of brought this up, that again, I've seen a lot of Christmas movies, that's kind of probably this one. Was like the not like an off one, but like was this like a movie that you were like uh, not crazy about rewatching? No, I was super down to. Okay, you were okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially because like it is one of those that it's on the you know best whatever Christmas movies. Right, is usually you can find this one on here. Um, but I obviously, like we said at the top, it's just not like it'll be on TV once. It's not getting the marathon treatment. It's, it's not, not getting the yeah. you know and must this- watch. This takes me to my theory okay, of so, yes. why this movie is not the sort of classic that, you know, It's a Wonderful Life, um, Charlie Christmas, Brown, Christmas Story, yeah. Charlie Brown, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't have, like, like, Christmas Story in particular, you know, like TNT, um, TLC, like, do the 24-hour yeah. marathons because, Ted, that was, like, one of the properties that, like, in the late 90s, Ted Turner purchased, like, along with, like, Shawshank Redemption. And some of these movies that were not, like, big commercial hits at, like, the box office yeah. became, like, he would just, was trying to fill airtime and, like, would play them constantly. And so they sort of took on, like, huh, okay. a big part of, like, the public consciousness without ever actually being big hits. I think in the age of streaming, certain movies that are, like, really readily available to stream have started to have that same momentum yeah, um, you need an amc plus subscription to you get, this, exactly so. <laughs> and if it runs out mid-movie you may be you may be out of luck you yeah. may be out of luck um like uh i think a movie that's benefited from this is um love actually mm. like mm. is pretty regularly on netflix like around yeah. christmas time um Somehow the Jim Carrey version of the How the Grinch Stole Christmas oh, like has yes. <laughs> it's like not great, but it's available and there's parts of that movie that are like highly memeable and so I think that even has like a cult longer hmm. like cultural like I guess um like runway yeah. or uh longevity than Scrooge has in some respects like no that makes a lot of sense yeah even like it's a wonderful life same thing was not a huge hit when it was released but some it was like some mix up someone let the rights lapse and now it's part of the public domain so it's something that was run on television really really frequently because it didn't cost networks anything yeah i think cbs is the one that runs it and Mm -hmm. they they write every single year no that's a good theory i hadn't thought about about it like that in terms of not necessarily the movie deserving the praise and the you know the longevity but just merely the fact that it's accessible thrown in front the of your face behind it, yeah yeah, yeah that, Dude, that, open that's your third eye <laughs> yeah 
really the media runs everything. Yeah. The Illuminati. Yeah. Doesn't want you to watch Scrooge. They don't want you to know <laughs> don't about want you to watch it. That's the problem. So, I mean, my theory, why I don't think it got maybe as a lot of... Com- I mean, that's probably the one really yeah, big but, theory. Yeah, but like, I don't have I, good stats on, like, where... It's just not... It's not, the sh- it's not as sugary as some of the other Christmas movies that are mm-hmm. out there. And that's what I think gets views. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think at the time, this was kind of like... This, like, kind of errors, like, Bad Santa... But Bad Santa still, like, it balanced, like, the sugary and, like, the mean-spirited part of it. This was yeah. a, a little more mean than I think it needed to be. Yeah, it And it didn't really, you know, with the kid who was uh, who didn't speak or yeah. whatever, uh, they didn't spend a lot of time with that kid or that story. And when they kind of injected it here and there, yeah. it just kind of fell off. And it was like, oh, I get it. They just kind of need to inject it back in. So at the end, it'll be the happy story. But... I think it's a, li- a little bit too late when it comes to having the Christmas spirit at the end. Yeah, and I mean, that character is clearly his parallel to Tiny Tim. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously why it's there. But you're right, like, at least with, you know, Tiny Tim in other adaptations of A Christmas Carol, and my theory as to why this doesn't really work the same way is just because there's a million versions of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, and all of them do those beats a- better than this does. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, they don't they don't spend enough time the the while the assistant mother of like five or six kids. I, I couldn't tell what was going on in that house. Yeah, uh, well, it's because it's a small apartment and there's a million kids running around and you know grandma's there and everything. So, sure. but like even in that instance, the assistant doesn't really seem hard up the way that uh, Bob Cratchit typically would in A Christmas Carol, where he's. And granted, a lot of that has to do with being set in a Dickensian era most of the time versus, you know, modern 1980s New York. But right. Like, typically, that Bob Cratchit character is a lot more hard up. You know, they've only got the one, you know, hen for Christmas dinner or whatever. Sure. Like they got the smallest goose possible. Um, and really, they're just working on a shilling a week or whatever, whatever poor was back then. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but she seems like she's doing, granted, she could probably have a bigger apartment and I'm sure she could use a raise given everything she puts up with. Right. But I don't feel like they do a good enough job conveying that life is really hard because of her boss, the way that I feel like a Scrooge-Bob relationship would right. normally be. Like, yeah, he didn't notice she wore black for a year when her husband died and like... She didn't even know that the kid doesn't speak or whatever. But, yeah. like, I feel like they don't do a good enough job showing that he, like, they just make him an asshole to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And it's not enough. Like, you don't really get that sense that what he's doing to this one woman is any worse than how he treats everybody. So it doesn't have the same kind of impact. Because, like, why would he care about you or your kid doesn't care about anybody else? Right. Which kind of brings me to one of the weaker parts of the movie. And that's, for me at least, is the Karen Allen character, Claire, his girlfriend. I, yeah, she, she like it, even like the, where she visited the set and he's like an asshole to everyone like she didn't even like question like like one iota of like what he was doing it was kind of like it just seemed like he was being such an asshole to the point where she would have been like what are you why are you saying that like, you yeah. know what i mean but and then i couldn't get whether like what was the the amount of time that lapsed between them like breaking up and them together because it seemed kind of like it's like 15 years because yeah. he even it's says just, like is she just kind of like wait like what was she doing like <laughs> was she like waiting for him to Girl, come right up. yeah yeah, see, this is, she has the same problem as the wife in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles of, like, just, like, you don't exist until, like... Yeah, and I want... absolutely through. necessary, yeah. I think yeah. that most of that is a, a byproduct of oh. film cinema and in the, the... In the 80s. And, yeah, and, yeah, and 90s and early 2000s and mid-2000s. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of stale. It was, it was kind of... And she came off kind of stale, and, again, I loved her in Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. like, I you want to marry She's a very charismatic, like... you know, beautiful actress, and I don't think they just took advantage of it, really. Yeah, it's, I, I, I feel like, honestly, as much as I do like her as an actress, if you take out her like plot line yeah here's your 10 minutes shorter <laughs> oh yeah yeah ultimately. basically yeah um and it would make a lot more sense because like oh, you could cut down on oh wait no you could show Sorry. you could show them meeting in the past that is a staple of the christmas carol is that the ebenezer scrooge character misses out on all these great moments in his life including love yeah because he's so focused on business right or mm-hmm. you know your job or work or whatever so you could she could just be in the flashback and maybe you don't get her if she's not a bigger part of the movie. I don't know. I don't know what the, like, 
if at any point she wasn't as much a part of the movie, that character, and then they stretched it out because they got her, I don't know. But if you cut that part out, I feel like yeah. there's your 10 minutes saved. It's whatever. It's the studio saying we need a love interest in this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Which it doesn't really need. The, it doesn't. like Because the whole point of A Christmas Carol is that he's supposed to find love in himself and then for the world. He right. doesn't need one singular woman who, for some reason, sees him being an asshole to everybody. He's like, no, that guy, he's a charmer. Yeah. Uh, and then even at the end when he's just like... Yeah, Claire, you're the best. She's like, I knew it finally 15 years later. I got this. Like, <laughs> Later on a long time. Yeah. yeah, she just came immediately right back into the fold and was like super in love. <laughs> yeah. the <laughs> It's bad. Like when he was like, he goes to her job at the shelter and he goes on that rant like, like those people are volunteers. Like <laughs> they're not good enough anywhere else. Like I was like, yeah. Claire, Claire, we got some huge problem this time. There ain't a fuse in the whole joint. Oh, no, there are fuses. I'll show you where they are in just a second, Hazel. The oh. A&P didn't send any turkeys. No. Oh, no. They were supposed to be here hours ago. No, what? Okay, well, I'll, I'll call them in just a second. No, can no. you wait? Could you wait for me? Just, well, they just... can handle this. This isn't a big deal. No, I mean, no. it's just some fuses. You go down to the hardware store and you buy fuses. Well, what about the turkeys? And the turkeys are at the A&P? Look it up in the phone book. No, no, no. It's under I, A. No, I and if ha- you can't find it there, it's under P. I have to call them myself. I'll call them. You don't have to second. call them. These are big girls, very big girls, and they can do it. Had a girl. I'll be right. I'll be right there. I'll no, be- clear. Please fire these people. Fire them. Yeah, you fire them. They're volunteers. They're here out of the kindness of their heart. They're volunteers because no one will pay them. They are incompetent. It's Christmas Eve. They're like this every day of the year. I guarantee it. <laughs> Just wait one minute. I just got to make the phone call. No, just, don't bother. Couple- They're You're like right. that the rest of the year. I <laughs> yeah. guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was just sometimes like the, the dialogue was just brutal. It was just. Yeah. It, it just it went from being sort of like mean, kind of assholeish, kind of what I expected Scrooge to be, to kind of being like, I don't know, just a little too, little too much, a little too cruel, if you will. It, like almost to the point where he's unredeemable. Or, right, or at the end, yeah. Like you yeah. think, because at the I think again, the fact that Bill Murray is almost a sarcastic character in every one of his movies, mm-hmm. the fact that he's supposed to come off as a genuine and like a nice guy at the end, yeah, it kind of just it's, it's yeah. like it's almost unbelievable. And like you can't tell to like, like to what end are you, like. The end is framed as like, all right, he's making this choice to live another way. He's choosing joy and generosity in the spirit of Christmas. But it doesn't really like do a good job of justifying like original Christmas story does like you get why Scrooge is Scrooge like and miserly. Like there's a little bit more justification. Like you don't know to what end that Bill Murray is being a dick. Is it because America loves movies where Bill Murray is a lovable dick or is it because, like, they really want to make him a bad guy? And that motivation isn't consistent throughout, like, the movie and the dialogue. Yeah, I kind of, I, I, I came away thinking that Bill Murray's an asshole. Like, if this is the first movie that I ever watched Bill Murray, like, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't I would yeah. be a fan. You'd have to, like, really convince me of other elements in his other movies that, like, were attractive to sit down and watch. Even then, though, like, I feel like you'd see him be kind of a dickish or, you know, rude in those other movies at the start. And then you'd be like... Oh, you guys, this is the same thing that I hated about the last one. Like, and we'd have to be like, no, like, don't worry, it's redeemable, and it's yeah. going to be more jokery. You know, the longer yeah, this goes I just on. It, it, and the thing is, I think Bill Murray just plays with that, like being an asshole and being like funny at the same time and kind of lovable at the yeah. same time, like the lovable asshole in all of his movies. This is the first time where it's like I can't really find anything like like about his character. Yeah, I just yeah, I just I came away thinking he was just kind of a cold asshole. And I, they could have, I don't know, brought it down a couple of notches and kind of put him in the same. Like, I don't, again, there's a lot of movies I'd enjoy. Like, you know, Will Ferrell's the same character in, like, almost every movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it works. It's like, it's a good dynamic, a good chemistry of emotions that he does. But mm-hmm. they should have just stuck with maybe what was made him so successful in Ghostbusters and other movies that, I don't know, it would have worked a lot better. Yeah, there definitely needs to be some more lightheartedness, especially being a Christmas movie. Like, that's what... Like a good staple of a Christmas movie, right? Is the lighthearted fare of it. It doesn't have to be this like intense, dour kind of thing, right? And he is that for a, a lot of it. A good stretch yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, and I think some of you know the problem is like in a Christmas Carol, Scrooge is like the sort of like 
the person who has to be worn down. He's like the ultimate straight man. Yeah. And, you know, the ghosts are meant to be like really bouncing off. Like Scrooge can't be kind of like the source of, of comedy, right? Yeah. And you he's know, a miser. Like he's yeah, just supposed to he's be. Just like, ooh. Yeah. And like to try to put someone like Bill Murray, who in some ways like just to me exudes like what should be like fun, like natural, easygoing, like charm, even if he's being kind of a dick like it just it feels unnatural in the christmas carol is scrooge typically like a homebody is he kind of like i don't want to be around people yes. like so this is mm-hmm. kind of like going against that a little bit like yeah. he kind of just he need he seeks the attention you know what i mean scrooge i think in general as a character yeah doesn't want the attention he doesn't want he doesn't want the attention he just wants to be left alone right with his money he just wants to you know nose in the books to you know keep business yeah. afloat um, he definitely wouldn't show up to a humanitarian of the year. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird thing, and I, I even wrote it down because I was like, this dude just won a humanitarian of the year award, and then in the very next scene, his dead old boss was like, you gotta give. You gotta be charitable, man. You can't just be, you know, being an asshole all the time. And I'm like, he just won a humanitarian <laughs> of the year award. I had it all. Ooh. I was a captain of industry. Feared by men. Adored by women. Adored? Let's be honest, Lou. You paid for the women. I'm warning you, Frank. Don't waste your life as I did mine. Waste? How can you say that? You're a legend in this business. You're the man who invented the miniseries. Mankind should have been my business. Charity, mercy, kindness. That should have been my business. Don't wait. Get yourself involved. Now, it's too late for me, but it's not for you. You can be saved. Like, what more does he have to give? Yeah. And he could care less. He left it in the cab or yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, like, I mean, maybe he's supposed to care about being a sure. humanitarian. But, like, clearly some organization somewhere thought he did at least the bare minimum amount of charitable work for a right. TV executive to deserve this award. It just was a weird, like, like that's the jumping off point right, where he's right. needing to change is... He's not charitable and he doesn't love his fellow man, but yet was just given a humanitarian of the year award. <sighs> Yeah, it was something that could completely could have been written out of the whole thing. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of things like that, unfortunately. But, like we said, when it's funny, it's... Oh, when it's funny, it's great. It just, there's long stretches of it where it it just almost gets to the point where it's not worth the time to get to that joke. I just think they should have sprinkled it a little bit, not gags, but whatever. Um, Yeah, I think, and again, I think there's a lot of movies that sort of came out of this time period where they're like, I mean, you're dealing with typically, you know... Before, there were just, like, the westerns, there were the horrors, there were the comedies, and there was, like, a lot of movies that came out at this time time period that were kind of, like, hybrids. They wanted to mix it up, you know yeah. what I mean? You had yeah. the dramatities, and you had, you know, the horror slash sci-fi, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, again, I think it was an experiment. I don't think it was as successful as other ones that maybe came out. No. And to your point, Bridget, I think that like Bill Murray not being a good fit for a Scrooge character probably would have been fantastic as one of the ghosts, or would have been great as the Bobcat character. Oh, right. Like, the down and it would have been you know similar to other roles that he's been in where he's like the downtrodden, almost like laughably. But I love the Bobcat. Character. No, I know. Like... Yeah, the Bobcat character no, is great. great. I wouldn't yeah. actually change that. But in terms of other roles that Bill Murray would have been a better fit for mm-hmm. within the movie that he is the star of. Not a necessarily a great sign, right? Yeah, I, I, Rick Moranis would have killed that role too. Like that was yeah. like it, I would I I tried to look it up on the fly, but I couldn't see anything whether or not like it was written for him, and then he just like turned it down, and then just got Bobcat or whatever. Like to that point, like I was that far into the movie, I'm like, this is like they're trying to like play off of the character in Ghostbusters. They want that dynamic with Bill Murray. They want yeah. someone to bounce off of him and be like the the the, the sad character that just takes hit after hit after hit. Yeah. Um. I even think that that would have worked better as a Tiny Tim relationship than the the mute boy of the assistant. Although yeah. I, you need the familial of the person who works for me and their kid is suffering. Right. So you need that to keep the through line of A Christmas Carol. But honestly, if it was just, you know, he saw the guy he fired at the beginning, like, in the gutter, drunk, homeless, wifeless, whatever, that could have been enough to be like, oh man, I just ruined that guy's life because mm-hmm. he didn't like my idea. Like that would have at least been more redeeming sure. in that instance at the end, even if it's not necessarily the Christmas Carol like feel for it. Right. Oh, and you know you know what was a like a a really weird tonal shift? Like probably like the most drastic of the movie 
um, when he sees, like, the guy he meets at, like, Karen Allen's shelter, he's with the ghost of Christmas present, and she, like, punches him, hits him with a toaster or whatever, and then he goes and he sees that man, like, frozen to death. Mm. Herman, it's Dick. Liz says hi. Geez, maybe I should have given you the two bucks, huh? <laughs> um. You moron! You jerk! Why didn't you stand Claire? Why didn't you stay with Claire? She would have taken care of you. You would have eaten. You would have been warm. You might be alive. You'd be a prettier color, I'll tell you that! And I was like... Oh, yeah, no. it just, like it took me a while to re- like even realize what what the hell was going on. I'm like, who is like I don't know. Well, I thought it was the Bobcat character at like first when first watching it. Oh, really? Because well, because he's the one that you spend the most time with as a downtrodden could be homeless. I mean, that, on the I mean, it, they may as well just gone that route, just being like, just go more brutal, more cruel, and just ha- have that be. Because yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, even the scene where they're putting him in the incinerator, I was like. It's like Jesus. There's a lot of people on fire in this movie. There's a lot. Oh of wait, when the waiter's on fire, that was. See, that's the thing. Like, I want to. The highs for me were really high, yeah. so I keep wanting to find things to defend this movie with. No, and I, then the more I think about it, I'm like, oh. See, that's the thing, though, is that oh. like this movie. I would say like the the great parts are like in the nines. Yeah, and the and, but like the bad parts are in like the fours, yeah. so you get and a seven. The bad seven, parts yeah. are like, like the foundational parts. Of yeah, the I movie. know that's the problem. So like it kind of evens out in the end to like a six or seven because like I mean we've talked a lot about the negatives, but like did you have a good time watching the movie? Like yeah, I, yeah, I, I did. I again, I you know I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. You know what I mean? I have a heart. I like the ones <laughs> they kind of wrap it up and it's sappy <laughs> or whatever. Three like sizes yeah. yeah, but I mean. uh for the most part, again, I I enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it makes it so tough that those the parts that drag it down, drag it down. Right. So we're kind of gets to that point where do I weigh it? Like, would I ever watch this movie or like recommend this movie to someone? And I, at least for me, I don't think I need to like see this movie maybe ever again. Hmm. I, mean, that's I, I I I it's I get I know Dude. the jo- the jokes are great. It just I it's kind of not yeah. worth. I it kinda, does not pass the planes, trains, automobiles test of if it, if it's on TV, you'll watch through a couple. Right? Of yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. All right, no, I feel like I would watch if Shark it, Tank. if I put it on and I saw the like Santa's uh, the siege of Santa's village, I'd be like, oh sweet, like the best. Oh, parts I would, are yeah, be exactly, on. yeah, yeah. But like, if you catch it during the Ghost of Christmas Past or whatever, you'd be like, no, no, no I missed all the good parts. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I think what's got it, what it's got going for it is just the zaniness of it. It's just so zany and wild, and it just. I, maybe that's an element of what yeah. I liked about it because as predictable as this story is because it's been done so many times, it does, there were so many unpredictable parts in it. It swings for the fences. It does. Yeah. Like, of just like, you know, opening, waiter on fire, Bobcat showing back up at the office with a gun. Yeah. Which, like... Yeah, yeah. there's just a lot of dark elements in this where it just, again, I it, it's a total... This may be one of the first like adult Christmas movies. I can't really think of another one where before this was well, like. I mean, like it's a Wonderful Life is about a man in crisis. I mean, thema- yeah. thematically, yeah, it's like it's. Yeah. Um, but uh, I it's a Wonderful Life. You, I think a kid could watch that. Oh uh, yeah, 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 A kid could watch it, but like it's very much about a man at the end of his. It's world. geared, yeah. That's it's a, a, it's it's a drama, yeah. yeah. That's a movie I think. Like, I did not see until I was an adult, and I did, and I was like, this is long, and it's dark, and I do not like it. Like, this is, <laughs> this is and my, is my college be? roommate right. was, like, showing it to me. She's like, it's so wonderful. I'm like, is it? Yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that sentiment. <laughs> um, but, I mean, looking at it here, you see, it like, an IMDb of seven. That makes sense. I mean, that's middling you know it's... right and i did kind of when i looked it up towards the end of the movie when i was kind of looking for actresses or actors names i did see that it was like 70 on like yeah. rotten tomatoes or whatever so it's kind of like right in the middle i think yeah um 
again, I think maybe, and I think we're going to find this a lot with a lot of the movies that we watch, is like how it plays to your nostalgia, how it plays to yeah. when you watched it. Again, you only watched it a year ago, but yeah, I can yeah. imagine someone watching this like fairly early on in their life, whatever, they're like a teenager, a little bit younger, and just mm-hmm. having like fond memories of laughing at stupid shit that was yeah. so funny back to you then, where yeah. it was a 10 laugh for them, and as of now, it's like, it's cute, it's an 8 laugh, 9 laugh, whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? That. I mean, this is one of the things that uh, I mentioned in the pre-part about how when it came out, like what the critical consensus was fairly split in terms of like, who is this movie for? Why is it so dark? Right. Or why is it like, but not dark all the way through? Like, if this movie had been dark all the way through and been a different type of movie, I would feel like it would be something very much worth watching because you'd be like, oh, okay, I've never really seen a super like an adult dramatic version of it of yeah. a christmas story it's always the same you know you know tiny tim and and whatever um but it doesn't really you know play like that the whole time because there are the slapsticky moments like this feels very much like it the pg-13 thing works because i feel like if you're 13 to 16 this right. is probably like your and this is of- fairly early on i think the temple of doom or something like that was like the first one to sort of yeah. have it or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where studios are like, oh, awesome! We can start getting away with some of the stuff that are in like, you know, Die Hard, the Diehards, and the yeah. Aliens, and the Predators, and yeah, um, we can but, have one swear, we can have butts, we can have, you know, we right. can say the word nipple, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I, it's just, uh, it's weird. It is a weird one, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, at least for me, I, it's not a Chris. It's not a one a Christmas movie that I think I would watch again. Um, if it was on TV again, I don't have whatever. Don't really have TV anymore. I know who really does. I mean, this is kind of more or less. If you see something on Amazon Prime, it's like okay, we're we watching the whole movie now. Yeah, yeah. If you're scrolling through your AMC Plus subscription. Are you mm-hmm. going to click? On yeah, it? are you going to click on a subscription? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad I watched it. Um, again, it was I I hoped it was going to be a little bit better than it was, but again, that's my opinion. That's yeah. my thoughts on it, but. For you guys, did it kind of go a little more up for you, a little more down for you? Did you enjoy it more? I was more up on it as the credits were rolling, and then the more we talked about it, I was like, yeah. oh, well, it's I guess this is why I have it at revisit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like, It's very much one of those movies where it's great to talk about the jokes that work and the funny moments. Like, you were dying, Bridget, when the waiter was on fire, and he throws the water and goes, oh, my God, I thought you were Richard Pryor. Well, I was just like, <laughs> I can't believe. Like, uh, it's just... And some of the, the, something I was noticing too is like some of like, it's a, it's too dated, like the humor and like mm-hmm. some of the references, like, yeah. like the, the guys thinking like he's Richard Burton. Like I was like, why are they calling him Dick? Like it took me a minute to like catch on to like what was happening and like right. the yeah, whole, if, all the jokes about Liz Taylor. I was like, who's this for? Yeah. It feels very much of the time, but also not, not for, timeless. Yeah, exactly. Just like not for the people of that time. Yeah. <laughs> like if if this movie is for fifteen year olds in nineteen eighty eight, it's somehow also written for forty year olds in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. But not like the the humor is for them, but the movies. Yeah. Not. And I think that's the thing. I don't think it's you know some of the humor is like Carol Kane kicking yeah. him in the nuts. Yeah. You know, like that's clearly yeah, like it's juvenile. Classical juvenile slap. They love the X marks the spot on the final punch. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. The uh, just the like I don't know, like it it's it's a more adult movie, like adult world weariness and yeah. like you can see like why someone would be like just so like burnt out like by having to make T V for cats. Okay, that is great. That was awesome. (laughs) Oh, and Robert Mitchum, by the way, is like, does that role so well, like, without doing any sort of, like, wink-winkiness, which I really appreciate. The the head of the studios that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Of just, like, you know, (laughs) the line where he says, like, oh, you know what Kojak did for lollipops? (laughs) I'm not saying build a whole show around animals. Oh, no. All I'm suggesting is that we occasionally throw in a little pet appeal. Some birds, a squirrel. Mice. Mice, exactly. You remember Kojak and the lollipops? What about a cop that dangles string? That's a gimmick. <laughs> Lots of quick, random action. We have a cop dangles some string around in the frame. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we need a cop to dangle some string. Uh, but that's another thing where, like, 
no kid in 1988 is going to get necessarily the Kojak It's 100% adult for adults movie. There's not one redeeming quality for kids in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, like maybe teens because there's, you know, maybe, dick, yeah. dick punching and, you know, tits yeah. and ass and yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah. but, but like I see, even teens, I'm like, you are not worn down by the world enough to yeah. to appreciate this. Some of them like, are. You had ground, there were, I guess. There were emo I'm kids giving. in 1998. <laughs> they went to see all the Tim Burton movies that came out right after this. This is true. Yeah, they were all in, at the showing of Beetlejuice. <laughs> exactly. They voted that on their Oscar ballot. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, to my, my greater point was that like, this is one of those things where this is the type of movie where you can now go and laugh when someone references a joke, should that ever come up. And like laughing about the funny parts, but the second you think about it any more than the surface funny, it, right. it falls apart right. immediately, which I think is what happened to you. Yeah. Where you were high when it was done because it's like, okay, that was funny. That was good. We laughed a lot. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. And then the second you start to break it down and think about it analytically, it completely falls apart. Right. Which is probably stands to another reason why it doesn't have that same necessary cultural impact is that if yeah. someone tried to bring it up or talk about it any more than just like i got kicked in the dick yeah and <laughs> like you would just you become like him world weary and sure beat down by the 90 minutes you just experienced <laughs> um yeah. so i mean obviously if someone's you know says do you think i'll like it you won't say you will love it right yeah again i think i'll just tell him you just kind of have to see it for yourself i think yeah. it's the type of movie it is i can see people Loving the movie again, I think they got it. They have to have some sort of memory attached to it, like to love it. I think if you just showed someone again, like myself, an adult who has never seen it, they're probably gonna have the same reaction as me. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they're a Bill Murray fan, I think there's a little disappointment there. That yeah, it just it's Bill Murray. Like like make make him funny and make him funny like a lot. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Ghostbusters is like boom boom. Like you almost can't keep up with the joke sometimes. Yeah, and I think it depends on like where in the spectrum of like Christmas movies like you enjoy. Like this is a movie that I I'm pretty sure like my father enjoys and like he loves like his favorite Christmas movies are like Christmas make- Vacation, Bad Santa. He would probably just put on his top ten like of all time yeah. films kind of thing. Right. Um. Whereas I'm like. My mother is like, what if we watch Rudolph and Elf? <laughs> and, like, I don't, I know this kind of movie would make her bonkers. It's just yeah. this movie tries to kind of split that kind of dynamic yeah. of being the, the you know, the sappy, sort of sugary Christmas movie and yep. the adult one. So, and I don't, I don't think it was terribly successful with it. Um, and that's why, like, those movies, like you said, like Bad Santa and what was the other one you said? Um, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Like, those are great. And there's a lot of stuff in Vacation that actually, does kind of what this movie does, like balancing it, and they do it a lot better. Yeah, we can't to, get too much into. No, we won't. We won't. We won't. As I have not seen that one, I've only seen lesser, I guess, vacation movies, <laughs> depending on your point of view. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, any we kind of kind of put a nice little Christmas bow on it. But any final thoughts that you guys want to get out about the movie? I know it like it kind of sucks because it seems like we're like super down on it. But like I swear to you, we were laughing. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were. Especially yeah, I, I get, in the beginning. You make sure you edit in every single laugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I listen, don't know that I had the time because I there was a lot of laughs. There were. And listen, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I can say that I have seen it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, it just, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's ultimately the, the, the best thing you can say about it is that it is what it, it is. It is what it is, like, yeah. You know, it, you know it, I'm glad we watched it too because I think it, it it makes for a great episode. There's a lot of stuff to kind of talk about here that didn't work. That you know, because it, it would it would it would suck to if we every movie we watched was amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh, any thoughts from you guys at all on the movie? Closing thoughts. Bye, humbug. <laughs> were, were you like were you anticipating my reaction? Kind of like in line with this? Did you think I was going to like it more than I did? Um, I don't know that I was like. I don't know that I was expecting you to not like it or be over the moon by it. I, so I think your reaction is kind of right where it probably should be. Okay. Just because, you know, it kind of drags and there's some parts that don't necessarily work. And there's a lot of little it's, plot it's... threads that are very sparse and not interconnected, but are somehow vital to the overall story, even though they shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, but the funny stuff is... The funny stuff works. It's what you watch a Bill Murray movie for, right. ultimately. And I feel like you laughed about as much as I thought you would have laughed at the parts that were deserving of laughter. Right. And I even laughed you know, solely at, at stuff that you guys didn't. You know yeah. what I mean? So I found elements of it that worked for me. Um, but, uh, yeah. 
Bah humbug. Yeah. Bah humbug. I I just like saying you will love it because I love that tagline for the ad, and I think more taglines. Oh, the you, the Y U L. Yeah, I just think that was a that was great. But yeah, I guess that will do it then for this week's episode of Fine. I'll watch it. Remember that you can find every episode of Fine. I'll watch it every Thursday morning at nine a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us talking about the show and other things at Broken Clock Pods on Twitter. Um, so let us know what you thought of Scrooge. If you saw it before, if you saw it now because of the episode, uh, let us know what you think about it. If it's you know now in there in your top whatever of Christmas movies, or if you're in the the Bah Humbug spirit of never needing or wanting to see it ever again, let us know on Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening.